0: Is Jesus Christ the Son of God? Out of all the religions that we have in the world, and of course I have not studied every religion, but I do know that Christianity is the only religion that has someone physically dying for mankind. There are many religions who consider Jesus Christ a good person, he is a prophet. But He certainly wasn't the Son of God. That was one of the problems that the Jewish people had trouble with. Because Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, yet they couldn't accept that. They thought He was being blasphemous in His claim to be the Son of God. Tonight we're going to look at the deity of Christ. As we look at the deity of Christ, we must remember that it is the chief cornerstone of Christianity. Because if Christ cannot be shown to be the Son of God, then we have nothing. We're no better off than those who are following Buddha, Mohammed, or any other person, or any other God. But we know that God's Word is true, and we know that the Scriptures speak of Christ being not only one of the Godhead, but yet, One that has died for our sins physically. The Scriptures point out that Christ is deity. It is unfortunate that there are those who deny the deity of Christ, who yet still claim to follow Christ. I haven't understood that yet. Why would you follow someone who is not deity? Why would you follow just another person? No matter how good that person was no matter how smart, no matter how religious, why would you follow another person? And yet, we see it every day. In our world of political correctness, nobody likes to mention names, no one likes to speak against someone else, because after all, that's unkind and unloving. If you oppose anyone in any way, then you must be a hateful person. We know that that's not the case, especially when it comes to being a Christian. And as being a Christian, we're oftentimes accused of looking down on people and judging people, and therefore uncaring and unloving. It's far from the truth. Why would you try to teach someone about eternal salvation if you didn't care for them? If you didn't love their soul, yes, there are people out there that we might not like a whole lot. We may have some in our family that we don't like, but yet we love their soul. We want them to go to heaven. We want them to have that eternal bliss. So therefore, we try to get people to obey the gospel. But it's unfortunate that there are those who deny the deity of Christ. Jehovah Witnesses deny the deity of Christ. Not that we're going to necessarily look at the Jehovah Witnesses and uh, their whole doctrine, and I can only cover a small part this evening of some of the things that they believe. They have other beliefs about Jesus Christ that I cannot get to tonight. But if you have spoken with Jehovah Witnesses, there are times that you may have engaged in this area of discussion. I know I have. Because the Jehovah Witnesses claim that Jesus is not deity, but He's a created being as you and I. But is that what the Scriptures really teach? Well, we'll see tonight that the Scriptures very firmly and often claim the deity of Christ. We know that the Jehovah Witnesses were started by Charles Taze Russell. And Mr. Russell was born in 1852 and he died in 1916. And as I have studied over the years different religions, and you can do the same thing and probably have done the same thing. A lot of cults and a lot of different religions are based on a single individual. The Mormons looked at Joseph Smith. We have Taze Russell, Charles Taze Russell. We have Mary Baker Eddy. And others, individuals where they have convinced people to follow them. And whenever there's just one source to look at or one source to follow, there's a great chance for error there. Have you ever wondered why the Lord wanted there to be a plurality of elders in the church? Have you ever wondered why Christ chose 12 apostles instead of just one? Because we know that a person can convince other people to follow him or her in doing whatever. But when there are more than one person involved, there's less chance of error. There's less chance of a one person having his or her way. I have to admit that Jehovah's Witnesses are sincere in what they do. They're very dedicated to what they do, and I, I appreciate, that, appreciate that in people. I appreciate people who want to separate themselves from a sinful world. Yet, I do not understand how they can look at the Scriptures and deny the deity of Christ. Even when they take the Scriptures and they use certain verses to more or less teach or back up their doctrine. And when that doctrine or that teaching or that interpretation comes from one individual, it's easy to start following error when error is made. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn them to Colossians, the first chapter... And looking at verse 15, we will see how, or at least the verse, one of the main verses that they use to back up their belief that Jesus is a created being rather than the only begotten Son of God. Read along with me verse 15. Speaking of Christ, he says, Who is the image of the invisible God? the firstborn of every creature. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. In their teaching on this, there are a couple of errors that they make in this verse, or taking the position that they do. I would like to just read a couple of their statements from their writings, tracts, books, or whatever, to show their position. And it's not just Jehovah Witnesses that would be wrong, and they are wrong in taking it this way, but anybody, anybody that takes it the way they do would be in error. In their tract, should you believe in the Trinity, they say, For the Bible plainly states that in his pre-human existence, Jesus was a created being, just as angels were spirit beings created by God. Neither the angels nor Jesus had existed before their creation. Another statement that they make, At the beginning of life, he was created by the everlasting God, Jehovah. Jehovah without the aid or instrumentality of any mother. In other words, he was the first and direct creation of Jehovah, God. And that comes from the kingdom is at hand. Now, we have established that their belief is that Jesus Christ was a created being. And as we look at verses fifteen and sixteen of first Colossians here, there's a couple of areas that we will look at, and then we're going to look at what the scriptures say about the deity of Christ. In verse fifteen it talks about the firstborn. Well, they misunderstand that word firstborn. Firstborn doesn't mean necessarily the first one born. It can, but we would always have to look at the context. But the firstborn could mean in rank or in order of rank. And we know that as the scriptures teach, talking about the preeminence of Christ. Preeminence of Christ means first in rank, first in order. Not firstborn, as they would say. But yet, firstborn has to be kept in the proper context. Now, within verse 16, and I I don't necessarily have their writing, but they also have their own uh, version of the Bible. I do not call it a translation. But it is their version of the Bible. And in verse 16, they have added the word other. For instance, there are two Greek words translated other in the Scriptures. Heteros, which means another of a different kind, and alos, which means another of the same kind, but neither appear in the text. Of course, they have to do this in order to teach the idea that Christ was a created being. Four times in verse 16, they add the word other when it's not in the original text just just as they did in first john where we know in first john 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god they have taken and inserted the article a where it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was a god now that changes everything. When you put that little letter A in there, that article, that changes everything. So they have done that. They have added words to the scriptures in order to teach their doctrine. But getting back to the firstborn according to the customary meaning and and this is their this is Mr. Russell's uh, take on that. He says according to the customary meaning of firstborn It indicates that Jesus is the eldest in Jehovah's family of sons. Of course, the problem here is stated according to their teaching. The problem here is that they understand incorrectly. It is a perversion. But the Greek word for firstborn and also first begotten, here is prototokos. But the word that means first created would be prototictos." And if you notice the, the uh, prefix there, proto, it's, the word, it's where we get our word prototype. And if you understand about prototypes, there oftentimes means first. They, they bring out a prototype. The real thing hasn't been made yet, but this is a prototype. This is a pattern. But yet their idea of firstborn, they take to mean that Jesus was born. Another mistake they make is understanding the meaning of the word as it applies to Scripture. Not understanding how to use that word. And that, that's a common mistake that I find with a lot of people. We, I even have to guard against it myself whenever I come across a word. I have to make sure I'm going to use that word according to the way the Scriptures use it. Now, they talk about Christ being the firstborn. But if we look at Psalm 89... In verse 27, God says of David, I will make him my firstborn. Well, how are you going to have two firstborns? You can't. So you have to understand that these, this word has to be taken in the proper context. Well, who, which one's the firstborn, Jesus or David? David never was the firstborn of God, nor even in his own family. He wasn't the firstborn son to Jesse. So David is considered a firstborn, but yet not firstborn as the Jehovah Witnesses declared. Of course, Paul's point in Colossians 1.15 and following there is that Jesus is preeminent over all creation because He's the creator of all things. Now, here's another thing. If you have your Bibles, turn back up over to John. Once again, their contention is that Jesus is a created being. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. Now, what's the Word? The Word is Christ. If we go over to verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Who was made flesh and dwelt among us? Christ. So we go back to verse 2. Look at verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. That tells us one thing, that Christ was there in the beginning. It wasn't that He had a beginning. It was He was there in the beginning. Just as God was there in the beginning. Just as the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. Christ was there in the beginning. Verse 3, all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. So wh- what you have here is really, if you take their view, Christ created Himself. If Christ created everything, and He's a created being, that means He created Himself. Now we know that's nonsense. That's an impossibility. Because Christ had to exist in, for, in order for Him to be a part of creation. Jesus is not a created being. Jesus is deity. We're going to look at a few verses tonight to help us understand better that Christ is deity. Turn over to John, the 6th chapter. We have already seen from verse, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, the deity of Christ. But in chapter 6 and verse 38, well, let's back up to verse 35. I'll start reading there. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Now, the Bible says very plainly that and Jesus says Himself that He came from heaven. Jesus would not be in heaven being a created being. And we know that the angels are created beings. But nowhere in Scripture do we find Christ being considered a created being. Let's read on. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all of which He hath given me I should be... Lo- uh, that. I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of Him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life, and I will raise Him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at Him because He said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus the Son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that He saith, I came down from heaven? They did not understand that, and many of them maybe have understood it, but were not willing to accept it. They had the same view, in a sense, that many uh, have today that do not believe in the deity of Christ. After all, they were saying, who is this? He's the carpenter's son. He's the son of Mary and Joseph. Who is this person who is saying he came down from heaven? And oftentimes, I wonder how would I have responded in hearing that? Now, we're fortunate in a way that we've got several thousand years to look back on, to look on the Word of God. Not that they didn't have the Scriptures, not that they didn't have the proper teaching, but for us, we have come up, most of us, from the time that we were able to comprehend and learn anything, learning about Jesus being the Son of God. This was something new for them, although the Scriptures, the Old Testament Scriptures, had prophesied of the coming of Christ. they should have known those scriptures. They should have accepted what it was taught or what was taught, but they didn't. But we can see where their minds are in the fact of their saying, "Who is this? Look at verse 50. Once again, Jesus says, "This is the bread which cometh down from heaven." Once again, making the statement that He comes down from heaven. Verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Now, let's move up a little bit to verse 58. <laughs> This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Christ is different from any other person ever to walk the face of this earth. Yes, He was flesh and bones. Yes, He was human. But He was also deity. He claims His own deity, claiming to come from heaven. In this same chapter, let's back up a little bit and look at verse 32. Now he's going to do a little history lesson and help them to understand that he's more than Moses. Although they looked at Moses and Moses was a great leader, he's going to say, I'm more than Moses. Verse 32, then Jesus said unto Then, verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. In other words, God is responsible. God is sending Christ to this earth. For the bread of God is He which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Now, a mere human could not do that. It is done through the deity of Christ. Just because he was on this earth does not mean that he had no deity. But Christ is the one who came down from heaven. There are many other verses. John 3.13 talks about Christ hath ascended up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Once again... Now, remember, the idea that uh, he's a created being would mean that he was not in heaven to start with. He was in heaven. John 17, 5, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I don't see how you can really get around that. Here is Jesus saying that he had glory with God before the world ever was. Not before he was, but before the world was. The crucifying of, cross, of Christ on the cross glorified God. And Christ says here, Glorify me with thine own self. Now, listen to what he says. which With the glory which... I had. Christ had glory before He ever came to this earth. Now, does a mortal being have that? Does a created being have that? We find it nowhere in Scripture. Peter tells us that Christ was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Now, the word foreordained can mean a couple of different things. Appointed to. But the key here is before the foundation of the world. Before the world was ever created. Now, there are those who may still try to argue, well, that really doesn't mean anything. That just means that Christ was there, uh, created, and then the world came into being. Well, the scriptures say that that's not the case. And how is that? A lot of people scoff at grammar. I was not a very good... English student in school it was difficult and grammar is difficult unless you stay with it but it's important to understand that grammar plays a tremendous part in comprehending what is written or said about anything we understand about figures of speech we understand about figurative language and literal language and so on and so forth. All that is part of, and we call it English, I guess we'd just better say grammar because there are different languages around the world. And, uh, but Greek, for instance, has grammar. Oftentimes we talk about grammar. If you will, turn over to John eight twenty four. Now, if you understand about the King James you understand that when you see a word that's been italicized, that means that that word was not in the original, that the translators had to supply a word to help carry the meaning, to help it read from the Greek into the English so we could understand it. Now, sometimes I feel that... uh, they may have added a word or two unnecessarily, not that it takes away from the truth. That's not what I'm saying. It's because what, sometimes you can take that italicized word out and you can read it and it makes perfect sense. But they felt that some words, are, are, uh, since there were certain sentences and they had to try to convey that thought or what the Scriptures taught, they had to add something. And when we look at John 8:24, we find that to be the case. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Now, that word he is italicized. It was not in the original. They used it to help carry the meaning. But I think in this sense, we lose the meaning because we don't focus on I am, we focus on I am he. But if we take that out where Jesus said, if you believe not that I am. There's a big difference there. Now, same chapter, look at verse, beginning in verse 54. Here Jesus once again is speaking to the Jews he says if I honor myself my honor is nothing it is my father that honoreth me of whom ye say that he is your God yet ye have not known him but I know him and if I should say I know him not I shall be a liar like unto you but I know him and keep his saying your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Now, I mean, that's a legitimate question if they're not, and they didn't catch on. Because at this point, Jesus is really around thirty years old. And they say, you're not even fifty years old yet. How, How long ago did Moses live? You know, the math doesn't add up here. So, why are you saying that you've seen Abraham? He goes on to say, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Now, it might help under read this a little better if we say, as Jesus says, Before Abraham was born, I was. In other words, Christ says, I existed before Abraham ever came into this world. Therefore, I am. Now, Jesus did not say before Abraham uh, was born, I was. Now, why does that have anything to do with anything? This is where grammar comes in, and it helps us. To use the word was here would suggest that Jesus had a beginning. Yes, it would indicate that he was before Abraham, but it would also indicate he had a beginning. Christ never had a beginning. If we go back to Exodus, the third chapter, and look at verse 14, what was one of the things that Moses wanted to know when he was to go to the people? Who should I say sent me? What did God say? Tell them that I am sent you. Well, Jesus says, I am. We look at the verbs in this, and, and this is Brother Guy in Wood's uh in his comment, in the Gospel Advocate Commentary, he talks about how important these verbs are. Uh, He said, Abraham, verbs concerning Abraham here, signifies to begin or to come to be. Where he says, Abraham was, that verb was, indicates a beginning. When Jesus says, I am, that indicates forever existing not coming into being, not having a beginning, but in other words, already existing. So when Jesus says, except ye believe that I am, in other words, God in the flesh, you shall die in your sins. When Moses was speaking to God, God said, tell them that I am sent you. In other words, God sent you. So, there are so many more verses that we could look at. But I think one that would connect to this very nicely is John ten thirty, where Jesus says, My Father and I are one. Yeah, some people say, Well, as long as we accept God and Christ and His teachings and we follow God and we obey God, we're one with God. Well, that, that's not something that you would necessarily deny, but it is not what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is saying that He is God in the flesh. As we've already seen, John 1, verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we see here how that Christ claims His own deity. God claims His own deity. Remember what was said when Jesus was being baptized? My son, listen to Him. But yet to claim that Jesus is a created being to deny his deity will cause one to lose their soul. Because one of the things that mankind has to do is recognize that Jesus is the Son of God. They have to recognize that he is different than any other person that ever walked this earth. It was deity that hung on the cross. Not only man, humanity but Deity also. And when we look at God's Word, we look at the mind of God. How often do we stop and really realize that God is exposing some of His mind to us? This Word, we know that it's God's Word, can be proven to be God's Word, contrary to what other people think. Shows that Christ deity dwelt in a fleshly body and lived on this earth for some 30 plus years to go back to heaven sit by the right hand of God for all of mankind that was his purpose to come and seek see and save that which was lost and he did exactly that God didn't use just an ordinary person God did not use a created being he had created beings in heaven But yet Christ left heaven, left the glory that he had with God to come to this earth and to die for the sins of mankind. You know, and that's why when we talk about people believing that Jesus Christ, you know, we talk about obeying the gospel, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? That's what we're asking them. Do you believe that he is deity? Do you believe that he is the one that came from heaven? Not just some prophet, not just some good person, knowledgeable person, but the Son of God. That's what we're asking when we ask people if they believe in Jesus or that Jesus is the Son of God. That's an important process in the gospel plan of salvation. But the other steps... In the plan of salvation, are important too. Oftentimes, we put too much emphasis, I think, on being baptized. And by that I mean that if somebody walks in off the street, and this has happened in different congregations, and they want to be among that congregation, one of the questions oftentimes is, Well, have you been baptized? And the response is, Yes. Well, come on in. Since you have been baptized, then I guess you're a Christian. That's not what the Bible teaches. But I don't have time to go into that. But the thing is, that God has given us requirements that we must meet based on the blood of Christ in order to become a child of God. Hearing the Word, hearing these things, helps us to know who Christ is, helps us know who God is. And then by believing that, believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God... We'd be willing to turn our lives around, change our lives, repent of any sin, change our lives, and serve God from that point on. Confess Christ, as we would certainly want to do, telling everybody that we do believe that. Just as if a person came up to you on the street and says, "Would well, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? What would you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then after that, to be baptized for the remission of sins. It's not just going down into the water. A lot of times, we, people get the impression that the only reason you're baptized is for the remission of sins. You're baptized to be a part of Christ. You're baptized to be a part of God's family. Contacting the blood of Christ in baptism. And then becoming a child of God, living faithfully from that point on. That's what God has prescribed for us. Have you done that in your life? If you're here tonight and you've never done that, then you're still on the outside of the body of Christ. You're not a member of the body of Christ. Oftentimes people say, well, you teach that you can't go to heaven unless you're a member of the church of Christ. That is absolutely true. But oftentimes they don't understand what the church of Christ is. They have the denominational mindset. The church is the body of Christ. Can a person go to heaven without being a member of the body of Christ? Absolutely not. But doing that, obeying that gospel, makes a person a child of God in not one moment before. If you're here tonight and need to do that, I pray that you'll respond to that invitation. Saying that you will follow God. Knowing that you've done that and being a member of the body of Christ, you have something in your life that needs to be corrected publicly we encourage you not to wait but to come because we never know when we'll leave this world and we always want to be prepared go all this time serving god and then at the end let it all fall by the wayside that's not what god wants and that's not what you want but we pray you'll come as we stand and sing